Welcome to the ValleyHoopsInsider.com podcast. Uh, ValleyHoopsInsider.com, we like to take a lighthearted but thorough look at the Missouri Valley and Ohio Valley conferences. I'm Harry Schrader, your host, editor of the site. Glad you're with us today. Uh, I want to tell you about some of our sponsors here locally in St. Louis. Rhymes Heating and Cooling, 638-8181. They are an integrity-filled, honest company that will take care of all of your heating and cooling needs. My parents' house, my sister's house, my house. You will love those people. Give them a call, 314-638-8181. Tell them you heard about it right here on valleyhoopsinsider.com. Up in the Bradley and Illinois State area, there's a great golf course, the Rail Golf Course there in Springfield, Illinois, former home of an LPGA stop. I've been playing golf there forever. Listen, call them, tell them you heard about them at valleyhoopsinsider.com. They have a buy one, get one free special just for our readers, our listeners. That's the Rail Golf Course in Springfield, Illinois. And then finally, an outstanding outreach to West African orphans called the Wenpoide Project. You can get all the information from our website, valleyhoopsinsider.com. They reach out to both terminally ill and special needs children, orphans, in West Africa. And uh, I've been there. It's a spectacular place and a spectacular outreach and ministry to the orphans of West Africa. Well, it's the Voices of the Valley edition of our Valley Hoops Insider podcast, and today we have with us Brendan Weesey. He's from the Big 550 KTRS. They are the host radio station for the entire tournament here in the local St. Louis area. And so, Brendan, first of all, as a Valley fan, I just want to say thank you to your bosses and to you guys for covering the Valley all weekend long. It's it's been uh, It's been great, Harry, and for me, I guess this is year four getting to do this tournament, getting up, getting to be a part of our weekly Valley radio show. It's it's grown incrementally since the first year we started back in, I guess, would have been the 16-17 basketball season. And you, I mean, obviously, Harry, you've been doing this for a while. You know this league like the back of your hand that I've for a long time was always sort of uh, a, a great fan, maybe from a distance, watching how this league is is contested and played through the regular season and into its tournament. It's been such a pleasure these last four years getting to see it close up through the regular season and into this tournament. And I feel like this year we've got a league that's there, there's so many great little pieces to it. You've got a, a dominant regular season champion that's got a shot if things don't go their way at an at-large bid. You've got a team that exceeded all possible expectations in Southern Illinois, picked dead last, no real reason to think they had a shot. And there was a couple of weeks ago where Southern Illinois was in play for the top seed were it not for a, a, a bit of a slow finish, but still find themselves very much in play. And then I feel like you've got just this balanced roster of teams that I think all do certain things. Well, I I'm fascinated by this Evansville team in tomorrow night, Harry, that hasn't won a single conference game, but if things fall their way, there's enough talent to where, you know, they could win a game or two and heck that Valpo team, they play tomorrow night. Those two games have been decided by a total of four points. 
with one of those games ending in overtime. So I, I think there's a lot of different ways this tournament can go, and it's just a, it's another terrific season watching this league. Yeah, and I think the Valley has greatly improved over the last couple of years this year. Uh, Brennan, before we talk a lot more about the tournament, tell people that are on our website and on this podcast, they, tell us about you. How did you end up at the Big 550 doing broadcasting and covering sports? So I guess this is, we're coming up on, I guess, my four-year anniversary here at, at, the, at the radio station, Harry, and uh, my good friend and yours, Jimmy Hewer, who was the sports director uh, at the time, back in 2016, brought me on as, as kind of his number two, and I learned a lot under Jimmy then, and I had worked under Jim Hewer long before that uh, as an intern uh, in the early 2000s there at the Big 550 KTRS. So it was a great chance to learn under Jim, and uh, and he moved on late in 2017. It opened the door for me to take over as the number one and do, you know, a few more different things with our, with our Valley coverage, with our game coverage here for Arch Madness. And it's, it's been terrific. It's, it's a great family atmosphere over there at the, the big 550. It's enabled me to do a Mizzou basketball game earlier this season. That I guess it was the second game of of the year which was uh, which was a great thrill at uh, harry at the time so it's it's opened a lot of doors and it's it's a pleasure to be at a uh, at a radio station that's locally owned and and has, has been around here in the st louis market for more than 20 years it's uh, not many places can can claim that you know for for the most part the people that started the radio station way back when a lot of those same folks are still there in charge doing their thing. That's a, that's a rare commodity in, in, in St. Louis radio or really any radio uh, by today's, by today's measures. Yeah, you're exactly right. And you guys do a great job in all the different ways you cover sports and a lot of other things that the station does as well. As we look at the tournament, uh, obviously the Thursday night games, you know, you, you mentioned Valparaiso and, and uh, Evansville taking on one another. And then, of course, Drake and Illinois State in the first game tipping off the tournament. Uh, I spent some time with Darren DeVries, and he just gushes over the league all the time. He played in the league. He coached in the league. Now he's a head coach in the league. And, and what I love about this tournament every year, Brendan, is the whole kind of uh, family reunion feel that happens at this tournament. I mean, these guys are trying to kick each other in the teeth, and yet they're pulling for each other all the rest of the time. It's it's a great point here, and I and, and spoke to to Mitch Holtis on our on our Valley Show on Monday, and he echoed a lot of those same sentiments, and he kind of likened it to a, to a bowl game because for all ten of these schools, they don't play in FBS college football. They don't go to bowl games per se. They they, they they're a great uh, they're a great FCS. The Valley is a great FCS college football conference, but you don't necessarily have that bowl game feel like you do in a way for this weekend. And it's a way for the fans to congregate and get together for a long weekend. Like you said, it's a way for these teams and coaches to get together. That coaches luncheon tomorrow afternoon, Harry, is really kind of unlike anything you see in any other in any other conference or tournament at this time of year where there's this real genuine respect between the coaches and, and an understanding uh, of how good some of these teams and, and the players and, and, and the, the talent that you see up and down these rosters 
that uh, all get together in one big room. That's a great thrill that comes up tomorrow. But it, yeah, it's it, it's it's a it's a it's a different kind of it's a different kind of tournament, Harry, and one that I think I know yourself and anybody that's involved with it is is, is really proud of how it all kind of comes together really seamlessly each and every time here in early March. Yeah, and you mentioned it. I mean, it's just a run so super well by the Valley guys, Doug Elgin and Jack Watkins and Mike Kern and others that are running the league. Uh, the So we have the play-in games, and, you know, if you if you mentioned Valpo and Evansville had tight games, and so either team could win that game, particularly if DeAndre Williams is back with Evansville. He's been bothered by that bad back. And then on the other side, I think, yeah, Illinois State and, and and Drake, they could have a dogfight as well. It should be an interesting first night, what we affectionately call the play-in round. I think the Valley likes to call it the first round. They don't like that play-in moniker. But you alluded to this earlier, Brendan, the idea that Northern Iowa could maybe win a game, maybe win two games, not win the title, and have a good enough resume to make it into the NCAA tournament. Tell our tell our listeners about that. What, what makes you think the Panthers have a good shot at making the tournament either way well we, we know their their big win against Colorado true road game uh, against the Colorado team that is easily going to make the NCAA tournament but I think Valley fans and Northern Iowa fans you have to kind of become a South Carolina fan right now because Northern Iowa owns a victory over the Gamecocks on a neutral floor and South Carolina it's I mean, that the bottom of that bubble is is not great. And South Carolina's kind of managed to get themselves into that discussion. So I don't know, you know, South Carolina, they're are they able to win a, a few games down the stretch, maybe do some damage in the SEC tournament? Could could they be uh, an at large team? And heck, even if they're not, the fact that they are in the discussion and if Northern Iowa gets bounced sometime between now and the end of Sunday. If if you're comparing all of these teams, Northern Iowa, I, I think, has got a better resume than just about anybody. The problem is if people point to, well, they lost a road game here or they lost a game there against a team that's in the 100s or in the NAP or this is a quad two or a quad three loss. I, I've got a real problem with that, especially when you're nitpicking road losses. Look at any team in college basketball that's probably not named Dayton or San Diego State, or Gonzaga, just about everybody's got bad road losses at this stage of the game. And to nitpick one or two from somebody like Northern Iowa, that's where I've got a, 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 I've got a problem with with that assessment. I, I, I think they'd be right in the mix if they have to be. Obviously, if you're a Northern Iowa fan, you, you want to hope that you're not worrying about that come Sunday night. Yeah, they don't have an easy road. We mentioned uh, the, the Drake-Illinois State game, and then that game... Uh, feeds into that, and and Drake, uh, while Northern Iowa drilled them the last game of the season, they gave them quite a tussle earlier in the season, and so that's not an easy matchup. And then if you make it past that, the semifinals, the winner of Indiana State, Missouri State, that's not going to be a picnic for the Panthers either. You're right, Harry. I, I wonder, though, if you get past Friday, if you're not, I don't know. I think a lot of people are, and maybe I'm guilty of this, naturally looking past Indiana State, which would be dangerous to do with them sitting at the number three seed because they haven't done much at the tournament these last few years. Obviously, Greg Lansing's had some great accomplishments 
at Arch Madness before, but you, you got to go back uh, a ways to find that. They, they've been a team that's maybe disappointed at this tournament the last several years. So I'm almost wondering if, if UNI gets past either Drake or Illinois State, which is not an easy draw, I wonder if they don't have the easier draw than on, and of course they probably should, they're the number one seed, but an easier draw after a difficult draw Friday as you go into the semis, if you're fortunate enough to get there on Saturday, because you look up and you see the possibility of maybe Loyola uh, sitting there as uh, as a number two seed advancing. Um, that's uh, that's probably not a place you 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 really want to be. Although I'll tell you this: the fact that the fact that Bradley's sitting on Northern Iowa side of the bracket too, right. Gary, that would worry that would worry me a little bit. I, I'm not sure if Bradley isn't the team that is uh, most likely to bounce Northern Iowa if it came down to it. I mean, we're only talking about the defending champs, and <laughs> I'm sure Northern Iowa, I'm sure Northern Iowa would love a chance. To, I mean, they were right there in the end of that championship game last year, Harry. The fact they led by 18 points right. in that second half, uh, I'm sure. And I talked to A.J. Green about this a couple of days ago. I, I think they still kick themselves a little bit and think about what could have been uh, had they uh, had they hung on to that lead against uh, the Bradley Braves last year. Yeah, I think it's going to be very interesting if those two match up once again. And, and with a healthy Elijah Childs on the Bradley side, it would be quite a battle. Uh, I think what's interesting, we look around the league, Brendan Weesey's with us from the Big 550 KTRS. We look around the league and, and we think of the great players in the league and other than maybe a Jordan Barnes at Indiana State or Daryl Brown at Bradley, all of the top players are sophomores and juniors, and yes, some freshmen. Uh, this is a league, Brendan, that I think is so much on the rise. What I mean is leagues do ebb and flow, and the league has had a couple of years where it wasn't quite what we were accustomed to, and the league is right there being back the Missouri Valley that I remember of the late 1990s and the mid-2000s. You're right. I, I think this is this is definitely... This is definitely a time where you think this league can really take off, where you have multiple teams that come here, and we're already seeing it doesn't matter if they win. They're in the dance regardless. Then maybe something happens where you can even get uh, three teams in the tournament, and, and obviously this league is accustomed to getting multiple teams in, even here somewhat recently. And I think with the players in this league right now, A.J. Green at Northern Iowa, Austin Fife. At Northern Iowa, the fact that Cameron Crutwig is still just a junior, and you feel like that Loyola team—they had—they've had to reload a little bit this year without two of the two of the best guards, maybe in school history, having moved on over the last couple of seasons in Towns and and Custer. And here's Loyola still sitting there with a number two seed, Harry. They've, uh, like I said, they've reloaded and, and had some great transfers come through there. Uh, you look at the guards that uh, are playing right now at Indiana State. That's a that's a dynamic team that can beat you in a lot of different ways in the backcourt. But uh, young players, that the Laravia kid at Indiana State, who I guess just uh, fell short of winning freshman of the year, uh, that kid's a stud. And the the youth that's coming up from uh, from the bottom of these rosters up to the top it, it's it's really showing us something and the fact that we again they got off to a sort of a slow finish at the end but the fact that Southern Illinois I, I think a real 
a real flagship program for this league, appears to be on the cusp to being back and being back year in, year out. And maybe Marcus Damask is going to help uh, carry that flag for Southern Illinois and, and, and getting them back to where we all were accustomed to seeing them atop the Valley some 15 years ago. Yeah, Marcus Damask had an outstanding freshman season. I, I keep telling everybody I think the Missouri State Bears are the most dangerous team in this tournament, so it's going to be fun to watch. Now, all weekend long, the Big 550 KTRS is kind of the home of the Missouri Valley Conference, and yet the games are moving around to a couple of other stations. Can you fill people in that are listening to this podcast? Where are they going to find the various games this weekend? For sure. So we're on KTRS Thursday night, 6 and 8.30, all day Friday, starting at 12 noon. Uh, you'll be on the call at 2.30 for that game, Harry, and then I'll, I'll be on the call Friday night for the 6 and 8.30 games. And then we shift Saturday because we've got a Mizzou basketball conflict. Mizzou will be heard on the Big 550. We'll move over to 590 KFNS for the two semifinal games on Saturday, then be back on KTRS for the championship game on Sunday. Spectacular. Those are great places. Obviously, uh, 590 is a good partner. And then uh, you have a gigantic signal there. We don't call it the big 550 for no reason. It's got a big signal so people all over the region can get it. And I I imagine as well there's an app where they could listen to the game, uh, Brendan, if they're outside of the area. Yep, check out the KTRS app for the the live stream, uh, 550KTRS.com on your PC. And and you're right, uh, a a blowtorch of a signal, especially during the day, you'll be able to hear us from just about anywhere uh, within uh, close proximity to St. Louis starting on uh, well the, the day games on Friday and certainly on Sunday there as well. Can't wait to get it started, Harry. It's, uh, it's going to be a great weekend and look forward to having you kicking off our coverage tomorrow night with, with Drake and... Illinois State in our 6 o'clock Thursday game. Yeah, so looking forward to that, and I appreciate you guys giving me an opportunity to be a part of that. Um, you guys uh, are covering it wall-to-wall, and all year long have done the, the Missouri Valley show on Monday nights, which has been must-listen to and, and, and done a great job with with all of that. Before I let you go, I need to know there's if, if, you, if I put a gun to your head and it's not Northern Iowa, who's going to win Arch Madness on Sunday afternoon? If we take if we take you and I out of the picture, um, and, and looking for, and we talked a little bit about it on Monday, Harry, looking for that deep sleeper. I'm not sure they're all that deep, but gosh, I I, I think going back to Bradley's not a bad call, especially when you look at what Elijah Child's been able to do when healthy. I was surprised to see him still on the all-conference team despite all the games he missed. I, I didn't vote for him because of that fact, but it's hard either. to argue. When it's hard to argue. When he plays, the, the, the guy is dominant, and he looks to be healthy. Daryl Brown is healthy. They've gotten great work from Jay Sean Henry and some other young players. We saw Henry emerge last year in the tournament. I, I, I think if, if UNI doesn't do it, I think Bradley bounces him in the semis. And, uh, and they're cutting down the nets again. Wow. There you heard it right here on Valley Hoops Insider Podcast. Brendan Weesey says, if not Northern Iowa, I'm not putting you all the way out there. If not Northern <laughs> Iowa, it's the Bradley Braves, everybody. Don't put any money on it. I don't, know if Bre- I don't know if Brendan's any good at this. I know I'm not. I'm terrible at predicting <laughs> these things. Hey, uh, beyond the Arch Madness, what happens in the sports world for the Big 550 after Arch Madness? 
So we'll have, uh, well, we kind of dive right into soccer season, Harry. St. Louis FC, by the way, will have their season opener Saturday night on the Big 550 KTRS, and we'll cover them all season long. Of course, we're your home for the Missouri Tigers. We've got great relationships with our our contributors and colleagues and co-hosts like Ben Fredrickson and Jim Thomas, Howard Richards, TJ Moe, it's uh, Jim Holder. It's a, it's a it's a great team over there at the Big 550, Harry. We're really lucky, and um, it's it's going to be a great summer, I, I think. And and uh, and Arch Madness, and then the first round of the NCAA tournament, a real springboard into uh, spring and summer sports, which which of course include the Blues and the Cup playoffs, and and the Cardinals getting things started. So. Uh, a great time, once again, to be a sports fan in St. Louis, Harry. No doubt. And, folks, if you are unaware, you're going to get the best coverage of really all those other sports. You mentioned Bed Fredrickson and, and Jim Thomas. Those are the guys that are covering it day in and day out. Jim Thomas with the Blues and Ben Fred with everything. And then, uh, and, and then Brendan and others are at the games. They're in the locker rooms. They're talking to the people. You're going to get great coverage of all the various sports across the St. Louis area as well as the Mizzou sports scene as well. So, Brendan, we appreciate, like, again, I said, as a sports fan, I appreciate what uh, 550 is doing uh, for the sports fan. Thank you, Harry. I appreciate that, and we certainly appreciate uh, your help uh, with us here this weekend uh, as we uh, bring everybody Arch Madness. That's Brendan see You've been listening to the Valley Hoops Insider Podcast. Remember, since you've been there, make it a better place, and we will talk to you again real soon.